Well, hello, everybody. And it's Sunday again. Another one went real fast. <laughs> uh, hopefully you got some rain. We got a spit up at, uh, in Hugo, just enough to take a layer of dust off my truck. I'm really tired every two days washing my truck through the car wash. And after that two days, it's like I never washed it in a month. Uh, we need rain. Our crops have to be saved. Hugo's been really bad because it's here it comes, here it comes, and then it splits. It either goes to Forest Lake or it goes to White Bear Lake. Now today, as I was coming in, oh geez, look at that. We're getting more. We're getting a little. Okay, it's gonna get. It's gonna get. It, no, <laughs> just another spit. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we planted some. We tilled up a field of corn this year, and got, well. I, it's not up yet. <laughs> the ground is warming up, but there ain't enough moisture to spark the seeds. So that's kind of a bummer, but it is what it is. So anyway, and the hay crop is, whoa, is is kind of down. And uh, so we just got to make the best of it, right? So hopefully we'll get some more rain and it'll rain where you got rain where you needed it and such like that. So, And of course, what is today? Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there of two-legged kids, four-legged kids, or even the moms that play both roles, the mom and the dad. So happy Father's Day. I lost my dad in 2001. And so happy Heavenly Father's Day to my dad up in heaven. And so hopefully that you are able to, if your dad is here, that you will have some fun time with him. All right. And dads, you know, we as we get older, we don't need much. You know, so the, what we like as we get older, just time with the kids. You know, we have a picnic. Uh, you know, everybody thinks we got they got to buy their mom and dad something for Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, such like that. Basically, we all we want is just your time. And same with our dogs. That's You know, they don't want to go to daycare. They don't want to go to dog park. They want to play time with you. What can we do together as a group, a family, a pack, whatever. So... Anyway, so hopefully you got some great questions for me this today. And on the other side of the window, Ellie is gone. She's off frolicking somewhere. <laughs> so we got Alexis across the road. Hi there. Hello. How are you? Good. How are good. you? Good, good. Anything exciting in your life this past week, month, year? <laughs> um, not particularly, but uh, I do have a, a dad joke. We oh. were doing dad jokes in the last one. So do you okay. want a, a dad joke for fathers? Oh, yeah, well, I do, do I dad jokes every week. Okay, so today is no <laughs> It's exception. not any different. No, because now okay. today what I was going to do is usually I do some trivia and some dad jokes. Mm. Okay, and so today we're just all going to do dad jokes. Okay. And so what's, what is yours? Okay, mine is why do chicken coops only have two doors? Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Okay, okay, what? Because if they had four, they would be a chicken sedan. Ah, that's a good one. That's very good. Thank you, thank you. A chicken sedan, yep. And she'll be here all for the next two hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've always done that on my show because it's just to have, you know, you got to have what they call teases mm -hmm. as you go into break. Yeah. So it's either a joke or a trivia question. So, okay. and through being here, this is my 21st year, you being here, you know, I've gone through so much of the dog and cat trivia. That well, maybe by now it's stuff that I said twenty years ago. I could say it. Nobody remember. I don't know. <laughs> Only true fans. Yeah, will there, get it. There you go. There you go. So anyway, so yeah. So this week was uh, uh, got a lot of stuff done. I love my push. I have a push weed whip. That man, it can, you can take down like little trees. <laughs> I love that thing because, it just, especially with the drought, you know, as you go and, and chomp down things, it stays down because there's no rain to bring the back stuff back up again. So I've been having a riot doing that. So cleaning up here, cleaning up there. Very dusty, though. I, I well, There ain't much left to mow, but I just had one strip that was driving me nuts, and so I, I did that. But even just doing that strip, um, I couldn't believe how dusty 
it was. I mean, uh, I, I mean, you couldn't. My mower's red, and you'd think it was a light, light shade of gray. <laughs> Same with me. I was. Uh, it was very, very dusty. So, but he got a lot of time. You know, and all the girls are doing fine. The the chickens, my ladies, they're doing good. The cats are doing good. And then, uh, yeah, just having a lot of fun at the place. So, like I said, so today what I'd like to talk a little bit about is, uh, but people don't understand is, or humans, I should say, uh, what they don't understand was some personality of dogs. Okay, we're not talking breeds. We're talking personality of dogs, all right? Is that how you act makes all the difference, too. Uh, how your dog obviously does. Uh, so many people, like when they got high energy dogs or whatever type thing, what they want to do is they want to put them on Prozac or something. They want to bring out the drugs, kind of like what they do in people. You know what I mean? Like with kids, the kids bouncing off the wall. Oh man, he's got ADD. They want to put a label on it. And the thing is, is that, you know what? The kid just needs more mental stimulation. And so the thing is, is that's what with, with dogs and Regina, uh, McCullough, she sent me uh, through Facebook. She sent me a deal that is, uh, she says, this is what you've always been saying. And this is exactly it in, in a nutshell. Please stop medicating dogs because they are too energetic. Uh, the problem isn't the dog. It's the lack of appropriate outlets for their drive and uh, lack of training. And so that's why, like I said, people, you just, everybody wants everything to be humans and kids and dogs. Cats wants every, them to just be, you know, hanging out until you want to do something with the dog or the cat or the human or the kid, you know, instead of addressing who that dog, that chi- child, that human is as far as their energy level. If you get things that stimulate them mentally, they're going to be physically a lot calmer and a lot steadier. Why do people read books before they go to bed? Okay, because you're concentrating on the plot. You're concentrating on the words. And all of a sudden, you're down to one eye. And before you know it, it's morning. And you didn't move a muscle. But that mental stimulation crashed you. You had to go to sleep. Okay, well, some books you might be, depends on the book you're reading. I guess I guess if you're reading a Stephen King, <laughs> he might be hiding under the covers, you know. So I don't know what kind of mental stimulation you want. So anyway, so it's really, really important not to drug animals or kids or humans is to work with. I know there's some that need drugs. I get that. Okay. But I'm just saying overall, when you've got a dog that's under two years old, they're a puppy. And they're into everything. They got to discover this. They got to discover that. There's like here, there, everywhere. And so people like, you know, that hadn't had a puppy in a long time. It's like, they're so exhausting. Yes, they are. I haven't had a puppy now, what, 54 years because they're totally nuts. I need my time to help the people <laughs> that have gotten the puppies and are having a hard time, okay? And if you're going to raise a puppy correctly, you know, there, it takes a lot of time to lay those manners and, and follow through and blah, blah, blah. But so the whole thing is is how you react to creates how your dog reacts. And we're going to talk more about that throughout the show, okay? And so anyway, so if you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, and as, um, always, I'm always doing dad jokes anyway. So here we are. This hour, we're not going to do any trivia. We're just going to do the dad jokes, okay? So hold on to your pantaloons. Oh, you know what? I forgot to put my... Let's see if I can read it. Okay, I didn't put my glasses on. Okay, how do you know when the moon has had enough to eat? Mm-hmm. How do you know when the moon has had enough to eat? We'll be back. Hello. Hey, thanks for tuning into the KDK. 
DK9 show. All right. Okay. If we got open lines, give a call. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay. How do you know when the moon has had enough to eat? I have no idea. When it's full. Ah. Uh, ding, 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 ding. One. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yep. Open lines. Give a holler. There you go. Here they come. That's good. We got people to talk to. So anyway. Okay. Uh, so now, what you do is, what you really have to learn to do is read a dog's body language. As far as if they alert to something, the ears go up, the tails go up, they're like, okay, what's that? Okay, most people wait to react to the reaction of the dog. Okay, let's say it's you're having trouble with a dog going from window to window to window, 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 to um, to bark at everything. Butterfly, people going by, whatever type thing. Okay, what you're going to do is get yourself a spray bottle, okay? Uh, you can go to Wally World and get in the travel section. you got the smaller ones. Fill it with water, set it on stream, and you want to teach the dog the word quiet. You're going to give a growl, ah, and then as they're barking, you're going to blast in the face and say quiet, ah, blast quiet. And as soon as they say quiet, Remember, don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the heads. It's like, it's recess. We don't have to think. So when the dog does something well for you from here on out, you're just going to calmly go, thank you. Or very nice. Be calm and steady. Be what you want the dog to be. The dog is already revved up and, and bouncing off the walls and the windows and stuff like that. We want to be calm and steady. So it's going to be ah, blast, quiet. And that's going to be the first five, six times. Then you're going to give them a ah. Blast. I mean, ah, quiet. And if he doesn't quiet, then blast. Okay? Quiet. Because you want him to learn to listen to the word, learn the word, what it means. That means shut the mouth. And that's so you don't need the consequence. Okay? Now, there's some, like, dogs' labs or, you know, some of the thicker-headed dogs. When you blast them with water, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, I'll take that. So then you go half organic apple cider vinegar, half water, and just aim for the mouth or the nose. Uh, don't worry if you get it in the eyes. Dogs have three eyelids. They can swish it away right away. It's no big deal. But anyway, so the whole thing is, is that you want to, instead of screaming and yelling at the dog, you know, bad dog, shame on you, knock it off, quiet. That just feeds the energy. You've got to learn to think like a dog. You be what you want the dog to be, which is calm and steady. So, ah, blast, quiet, lower and slower. People have a tendency to amp it up. As far as get crazy, and then that sends the dog even more off, you know, and, they, and it's just stirring the pot more and stirring the pot more. You always go opposite the dog. So, like I say, if they're barking at window to window to window, okay, and then also, too, don't rev the dog up. Who's at the door? Who's, let's go see who's at the door. You want to go for a ride? Okay, let's go. You want to play ball? Okay, you're revving the dog up to stir them up and get them all craziness. Now, if you don't mind it, that's totally up to yourself. All right. But the thing is, is that sometimes when the dog starts amping up everything and now you're tearing your hairs out because the dog won't settle down. Okay. Be what you want the dog to be calm and steady. Okay. Okay. Who's up? Okay. Uh, first, we have Sue and uh, she has um, a dog question about kind of like dog PS, uh, PTSD. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Okay. Hi, Sue. Hey, Sue. Hello. Hi there. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Um, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, I inherited a pit bull. Okay. And he experienced a very traumatic experience before I got him. Okay. And occasionally he will just, like, for a 
lack of a better term, can they have flashbacks of a really traumatic experience? Yes. Because they'll just howl and moan. Okay. And, you know, and I'm like, is he reliving what he experienced? Okay. First of all, when a dog has a story, everybody wants to just keep reliving the story, okay? And so you get stuck. Okay, so what the thing is, is that if he starts, you know, like howling or whatever, now he's not acting aggressive. He just seems no. like, well, okay. Okay, so the whole thing is, is that you got to be the cheerleader then. Oh, what's up? What's up? Do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do that? Well, where's your ball? Turn his head. Okay, get his head back into just stable, being stable. All right. Okay. Okay. So because otherwise, if you go, oh, there, there, it's okay. Now you're recoiling. Okay. You're looking like a weenie to the dog. You're not a a, a, a leader is strong and, and and secure. And what you and they're looking when they're feeling out of sorts or worried or scared or whatever type of thing, they're looking for the leader to help them through it, not recoil okay. with them. Because I didn't know if I should, like, go ahead, let it out. I'd let them howl and you know for a little bit and then i'd go over and i know you just said this is wrong but i'd like it's okay boy if i'd pat him up and right till he'd calm down again yep no 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 because now what happened is he sleeping and he wakes up howling or what's going on not always sometimes he's just laying on the couch and then he'll he'll just start this i just makes the hair stand up on the back just like a mournful howling. Okay, like a mournful howling. I think what had happened was he saw and heard his master drowned. Okay. okay. And he couldn't go in the water to help him. He okay. Didn't, okay. He's not a water dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not. But see, the thing is, is that there again, we get hung up on the story. We keep reliving it ourselves. We can't let go. And so yeah. then what happens is that you don't help the dog move forward. So what you got to do is that that's the past. It's wander out of the bridge. It's, it's a traumatic situation. Okay. But the thing is, is dogs and kids are very resilient if they have a good person that helps them move forward. All right. Okay. And dogs live in present time as far as, okay, uh, if they go potty and they take three steps away from it and you yell at them for going potty in your house, the dog yeah. has already stepped into the next minute of time. He thinks you're just yelling at him. Right. Oh. And if you point at the spot and say, bad dog, now you and potty there. OK, he's going to look remorseful and sad because he knows you're upset, but he's not putting two and two together that you're mad about the potty. You're just mad. All right. Oh. And so if you catch him in the act of going potty, then you clap your hands. Ah, wrong. Now that he can put two and two together. Okay, but so now dogs don't th certain sounds, certain smells will trigger experiences to a dog. Okay, and okay. so the thing is, is that as far as watching his master drown, you know what I mean? Uh, that I don't feel I can't say what he any dog feels, but I mean, no, knowing how a dog thinks. I think he's ready to move forward, but everybody around him is keeping him stuck by going over. Oh, there, there, it's okay. So now he thinks that's so he should ask, act because you're. Remember when we pet our dogs? They don't understand our words per se, unless you know after a while they do. But the whole thing is, is that when we when we console them, they think that they're acting appropriately. They're getting rewarded for that particular 
thing. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. So if you just go into the happy, happy, the cheerleader, like, where's the ball? Let's go check out the ball. And when you start doing that, I think you're going to see things come around. Okay? okay. I know everybody's right. sad about it, but we just got to move forward now. Okay? We can't change okay. the past. So now we got to make his future happy. So that, well, let's go for a walk. You know, let's play, just do a trick. You know, where's dad? Where's, you know what I mean? Get him on to, you know, something else when he starts acting like that. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for the question. Take care. Have a great day. Yep. Bye. Yeah. So that's that's the thing is that a lot of times we get stuck. And you've heard me say this over and over again. And it plays out on the television, too. If there's a story, okay, like recently, do you saw that story where the dog at Animal Control climbed over the top to get to his buddy on the other side? Oh, Did I you see that? that? Yeah, Minneapolis Animal Control. It happened a couple weeks ago. And everybody was, oh, my God, they got to be adopted together. And da, 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 da. They got so many calls of people that wanted that those dogs. Because, oh, how sad. He missed his buddy so much. He, he climbed. That is a mystery to me how he climbed it. But anyway, um, uh, because there are solid walls. You know, like cement walls or whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway, and so the thing is, is that those dogs, everybody wants them. When they come, when dogs come with a story, oh, he was found in a dumpster, he was thrown out of a car, whatever. Man, they get adopted right out, right away. And I'm sorry to say, folks, but there are stories out there that are legit. But when I'm, we're talking like 30, 35 years ago, when I used to work a lot with humane societies, if a dog wasn't going or a cat, they'd give it a story, it'd be gone within 24 hours. Because wow. people want to feel the compassion that I really helped this animal. And there are legit stories out there. But there's also, whereas we know how p- humans think. They, oh, look at I rescued. They want a story with the rescue is what they want. But then, unfortunately, sometimes the story keeps everybody from moving forward because if the dog is having a hard time or the cat's having a hard time, they relate it to that story. Oh, it must be because we found you in a dumpster. You know, we can't let go to move forward, and we've got to to help. When they're down, we become happy because when we're down, they become happy and try to, you know, help us through our down times. And so it's, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up next? We have uh, Brenda Lee. She has two questions for you. One of them, um, the first one, was specifically about an overweight cat. Um, okay. That is her friend's cat. So she wants to know how to talk about it, how to okay. approach this. Okay, subject. sounds good. Hey, Brenda Lee, how you doing? Hi, I'm fine. How are you today? Good, good. So what's up? Well, I um, I have a recent coworker of mine. I've worked at this job for like 90 days now. Okay. And she is going to be taking care of her grand cat for like 90 or 80 or two, two months. All right. And she has told me because she knows that I um, volunteer with a farm feral and stray program. She has told me about this and talked to me about this. And so what I suggested to her, because her son free feeds the cat. And okay. I said, no, 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 no. Good. And um, so I, I suggested to her that the first couple, three days that she had him to um, to measure the food in the feeder and then measure it the next morning to find out what he what the cat eats in okay. a day. Okay. And then gradually back that off every couple three days so that it gets used to eating less. And um so I'm wondering if that was the correct thing to tell her. That is, but 
What you got to remember, yeah, you want to you cut back. Personally, I would just go straight to just a, a, a feed time in the morning and a feed time at night. Okay, whereas okay. you said they don't have to, they cannot graze. All right, but there's another and would fact. Would that be the recommended amount for what the cat should weigh? Well, just just hold on a second. We got to run to break, okay. so will you hold on so we can discuss Absolutely. this further? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, here we go. What do monsters? Why don't monsters eat clowns? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. All right. Why don't monsters eat clowns? I don't know. They both scare me, though. (laughs) Why don't monsters eat clowns? Because they taste funny. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. There you go. There you go. Whoops. (laughs) Excellent. There you go. I like that. That's pretty good. Okay, let's go on back to Brenda Lee. Hey, Brenda, you still there? Yes, I am. Thank you. You betcha. Okay, the biggest thing that cat owners have to realize, you know, if a a cat is throwing up on a regular basis, or let's say they're having really dry doo-doos, or they're starting to go out of the litter box, or if they're they're overweight, okay, what that's all caused by is by eating dry food. Cats weren't meant, they have a total no-carb need, okay? And so when they're kittens, when they're younger, like under five, they can deal with it. But as they get older, then things start going uh, sideways. And so if you want to get weight off of a cat, you take the carbs away. You go to an all-grain-free canned diet. Okay, you rotate them out of the dry because some cats will go right to right. Will make the transition immediately. Like, yeah, I'll take that. Great. Then just throw the dry food away and just stay with the grain-free canned food. And the average cat, what I find uh, now, I had a cat that was thirty-eight pounds. Okay, that I rescued, and so we needed to get some weight off the cat. And so what we did is I started out with um, all day. It was a can and a half a day. For that that cat, I did it in two feeding times. Added a little bit of warm water with it, and because cats like lick their food, they don't really chew their food; they lick it, and they okay. like the graviness. And so, if you can get this cat rotated over to a total grain-free canned diet, that would be the best thing. That when that person came back, he probably won't even recognize his cat. And then, plus the the the, the hair, there's hardly any shedding that ever goes on, except for in the spring and the fall. Okay, and there mm-hmm. there are a lot less doo-doo's in the litter box, and and so the whole thing is is that it works out pretty good if you can do that. Otherwise, um, if you don't want to do the can, then what you just do is then you take the take the, the the feeder away, and you start out with maybe two tablespoons of dry in the morning and two tablespoons of dry in the in the evening, okay, and go from there. All right, and so the thing just gives set feeding times. And so then the cat will get used to that, you know, the set feeding time is set out constantly. But your thought, you can do that, but to me, that's just kind of like a lot of, you know, you're not sure. Because, you know, it's just kind of like humans. Yeah. One day they'll eat a lot, one day they don't. <laughs> so you don't, oh, gotcha. don't want to gauge, like, on a day they weren't eating that much. You know what I mean? So you just kind of just set it up two tablespoons in the morning, two tablespoons at night, and that's your start- starting point, okay, with the dry cat and, and even if the cat fusses? As far as, well, see, what's going to fuss about is, see, you remember what, car, what do carbs do? They turn into sugar, sugar turns into fat, right? Also, yeah. what do carbs do? They make you hungry. 
All right. You can never eat enough. That why do you think you can't just eat one potato chip? Okay. Oh. Okay. So the thing is it makes you hungry. So if you start adding like maybe a little bit of canned food with the dry, um, a little bit of a raw hamburger, raw chicken, you know, start moistening up a little bit and adding good stuff to all those carbs. Cause most cat food, dog foods are fifty percent carbs. If at least some are more. There's very few that are little, you know, less than that. But so that's why he's going to fuss is because he's going to be hungry because his carbs, it's making him hungry because it's sugar turns, you know, it turns into sugar, carbs do, and then sugar turns into fat. And then we got a big fat cat. And then the next step with that fat cat is going to be diabetes. And then that's going to cost you a lot of money for all the, you know, the shots and the vet bills and such like that. So if we can avoid you had that cat getting the, the the cost of the grain free canned food, which Nutrisource has awesome grain free canned cat foods, and they have so many flavors to rotate through. Okay, and so that's what I would wind up doing is that uh, because the cost of the the difference, uh, people say, well, canned is so expensive compared to dry, but the canned is going to save you a lot of money when it comes to the health of the cat, no vet bills, right. you know, the diabetes, you know, it's going to save you in the long run. So that what you're doing is you're just kind of shelling it out a little bit at a time and keeping the the cat healthy and out of the vet. All right, and so that's what and I then, would. And then um, the canned stuff does that does that start. Should she transition over to the can? Well, if you the, open a can, get it like Nutrisource has got like a turkey and liver, okay? And so uh-huh. open the can, take half of the can, put it in a dish, put a little bit of warm water with it, just a little bit, okay? Mix it up and give it to the cat. If the cat eats it, great! Then don't give him any dry food anymore. Some cats are so carb addicted that you got to mix some of the dry with some of the wet and slowly get rid of the dry and get all the way over to the can. Every cat is different. See what he does. Okay. And there's okay. going to be certain flavors that the cat doesn't like. Okay, he, he present, but if you keep presenting it to them, eventually they will. They will take it. But if you have a hard right. time rotating the cat over, just give me a holler up at Katie's Canine, and I can walk okay. you through it even more. But basically, it is is that if your cat will go from leave the dry alone, I mean, you know, take the dry away, and you give him the can, and he eats the can, you're it's excellent, excellent. Okay, and then like I say, I would start with like uh, if he does go totally to the grain free, I would you know canned. I would do like uh you know a, a, a one and a half cans a day. Okay, uh, you know, and then just start watching the cat because you know and see how he's doing. Because on the if you read the can, it says you know X amount of uh, if your cat weighs this much, feed this much. Well, the cat's overweight, right? So don't feed by what he weighs. <laughs> okay, right. You should feed by what he should weigh. Right? Should exactly. And so that's okay. why. Uh, but the thing is, is by and you don't want cats to lose weight too fast because they can get fatty liver disease. And so that's okay. why, like I say, we want to rotate. The, we want to slowly step down and find out what exactly this cat needs. Because with my Bubba that was 38 pounds, it took me a year and a half to get him down to 17 pounds. Okay. Okay, but I just slowly went, we went total grain-free, canned food and some raw and such like that. And like I say, I just felt him once a week and I just kind of, you just kind of get the rhythm. I don't know how to explain it to you. Okay. Oh, I understand that. And she said that when she even looked at the cat, she told her, her son that this is not right. This cat is too fat. And he just denied it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they, they do because then they think they're a bad owner. They got their cat fat. Well, technically they did. And that's the right. same thing with dog owners. Technically, yeah, you got that dog too fat. But let's just do something, especially the, pro- the price of pet food now is just like in human food. It's gone nuts. And so that's why it's like, well, why overfeed an animal? 
okay, or a human, you know, because it's going to cost you more, right? So let's right. feed what they need, and then we save some money. And so that that's the whole thing is that that you know the and a lot of people don't like the the grain free canned because it well it stinks well you know but it's healthier for my cat so that's right. what I'm after is what you know hold your breath for a second <laughs> <laughs> you know and so then like grain or canned sardines and water is excellent great for their coat. All right. Okay. And so, like I say, so just try to switch this diet around, and and or if you want to just slowly wean into some can, just mix the can with a little bit of dry, and still have that two separate feeding time: one in the morning, one at night. That's it. Now, when you mentioned this two tablespoons twice a day of dry, yep. Do you do you want that and the can mixed no. together? Or no, no, not? no, no. You got to take some of the dry away by because you're giving canned food. Okay, so maybe do one tablespoon of canned and one tablespoon of dry. Okay, okay. and so mix that together, and then pretty soon you want to phase that that can you know the dry out, and you're just giving you know uh, three quarters of a can in the morning and three quarters of a can at, at night. So initially, this big giant cat yep. will be having roughly four tablespoons of food a day then well we see we don't know every we, that's why we got to pay attention to how he's losing weight we don't want him to learn too fast lose too fast okay so the whole but it can, it just, but can she try can she do that like she gets the cat and then she does that the first day and then kind of goes from there or do, or should she wean him down no, uh-uh. But if, you, if she starts giving some canned food, remember, that's more uh, filling than the, all the carbs in the dry food. So he's going to feed. And if you want to, if he eats uh, canned pumpkin or sweet potatoes, uh, add a little bit of, of, of cooked sweet potatoes or because that's high in fiber and it makes you feel fuller. Because the whole yep. thing is, is that to help him feel full without eating tons of calories. Okay. Okay. So the two tablespoons twice, the two tablespoons in a feeding... That's just to kind of remind them of here's what you'd love to eat, so here go, but you're going to transition into this. As far as mixing it together, is that what I'm taking? Well, like, okay, step back. Open a can of cat food, take half the can, put it in a bowl. Okay? Mix it okay. up, you know, with a little bit of warm water, put it down. If the cat eats it, then the dry food goes away and you're just staying with canned food. If the cat doesn't eat it, like where's my dry, then you take a little bit of dry and mix it in with it. Okay, every cat is different on how they transition. Some are really finicky and some aren't. Some just dive right in. Okay, that's the main name of the game. Okay. Um, I don't even know the name of the cat. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not my cat. I'm just trying to, I keep telling, I I tell so many people, call Katie K9, this is the number. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But the biggest question, and I'll go off air um, after I ask this question. Could you please discuss how we're supposed to deal with, um, with our pets, especially like dogs in, with this air quality? I just, I just had my dog in because he was having such coughing and, so he, they put him on a cough suppressant and a antibiotic. He's got one today. He's done with the antibiotics, but with his air quality the way it is, and I have underlying conditions, this is really hard on both him and I. Oh yeah, so definitely. Could you address how we can kind of take care of that a little bit? Oh sure, sure. I'll, I'll awesome. do that. Thank okay. you, Katie. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about air quality. That's been a big thing this last couple of weeks for both us and the pets. Okay, ready? Let's see. What should we do here? 
Da-da-da. What is an astronaut's favorite key on the keyboard? What is the fa- what is the astronaut's favorite key on the keyboard? We'll be back. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. All right. What is an astronaut's favorite key on the keyboard? I think is it is it space? Yep, the space bar. There we go. There you go. Ding ding ding. Space bar, space bar. Hey, ding ding. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, hey, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Everybody wants to wait till like we come off of the top hour and then now everybody jams in at the second. I can't get to everybody. So we got to spread the love, folks. Okay, now that the last call she mentioned about air quality, um, which was last Monday. It was really Monday and Tuesday. It was really bad. I mean, even me. I mean, it looked like it was foggy. It was really crazy. And, and one thing that vets have been seeing a lot, even since COVID, is um, a lot of respiratory problems with animals due to the fact of uh, a lot of people... Uh, you know how everybody's wearing masks and such like that, okay? And so the, a lot of, there's a lot of respiratory problems in, in humans from that, too. And so, but the same thing is that what happens with the dogs or the cats and such like that. You know, they didn't, didn't get out as much. You know, they're kind of har- harbored in and such. But anyway, so as far as her question with the air quality, the, you can't, it's not like we can give our, our dog or a cat an oxygen thing to avoid what they're breathing. The best thing is, is what you would do for a human. You know, it's cr- cruddy outside. You go outside, you go, you know, not human, the dog. <laughs> go outside, go potty, come back in. Okay. And then, um, uh, like I said, do more things inside. Do brain teasers, teach tricks, work inside. If you have, if you're lucky enough to have an air purifier, that's an air purifier is great, you know, for things like that. Um, so that, and then, like I said, shut your windows, obviously. Uh, get your fans going if you don't have, you know, air conditioning. But that's what you just want to do is you just want to kind of minimize the, what you are exposing yourself to and to the animals too is what it is. And so the thing is, is that, and obviously feeding a good diet, you know, good supplements, you know, help open the airwaves and such like that. Uh, and so, yeah, you just got to be more mindful that if you're having a hard time, 10 to 1, your dog's having a hard time. You know, but that's just, you know, with life. But you just have to minimize because that's what I just did. I, I closed all the house up and then I just got the fans going to circulate the air in the house. And then, um, so then that way there, we're min- minimizing it. There's nothing else that you really can do. But like I say, there you can you get supplements to boost your dog's immune system. You know, obviously there's your probiotics, digestive enzymes. Remember, Nutrisource has kombucha. Kombucha that you add. You can give it to cats. You can give it to dogs. You know, add it to their... their um, uh, their uh, rations of whatever you're feeding, and it tells you there, you know, where to get it. I mean, where, how much to do, and so that it boosts up the immune system. So anything that will boost the immune system for yourself or for your pets will help them, you know, their lungs and their over body deal with what's going on around them. Okay, uh, like I said, I just can't say enough. Uh, you can go to like uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com. And uh, that's a great, you know, for d- different things to how to boost your dog's immune system. Uh, there's also healthypets.mercola.com. And there's Primal Peach Pooch if you want to learn how to cook for your dog or do raw. Primalpooch.com. So, th- like I said, there's just different ways, but there isn't just one thing. And so uh, that's the whole thing. Just be aware, you know, for yourself and for, and for, for your pets, okay? Just minimize their exposure to it. All right. 
Um, let's see. Give a holler. We've got open line, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, let's get back to it. Now, something is simple. What you do creates, uh, it ha- you either build a team or you are, are destroying a team as far as you want the dog to look to you for direction. It's not me, master, you, dog, all right? It's getting the dog to look to you like, okay, what are we going to do? Not having the dog take over the situation where you are always in tow. Let's say you are always behind the dog going through a doorway. Let's say you're going for a walk and you're always behind the dog, following the dog, whereas he's doing what he wants, and you could actually drop the leash and walk the other way and the dog wouldn't even know that you left, right? So that's why what we've got to do is get the dog to look to you for direction. And that's by the first two things that is huge in a relationship with your dog is walking politely on a leash with you, not scanning in front of you. Okay, and then he who goes to the doorway first is a leader. He who goes second is a peon. And so what you do now at the doorways, you can practice going in and out of your bedroom, in and out of a bathroom, any threshold. But for sure, going outside, from inside to outside. And what you do is you got your collar on, you got your leash on, okay, and then you're going to say the word wait. Wait means wait here for further instruction, not stay. Stay means you're frozen in time and you're never going to move until I return to you. But wait means sit, wait here. Now, you don't have to ask him to sit. Because if you ask him to sit and wait, he's learning two things. We right now just want to draw a line in the sand, okay, or at the doorway that I said, wait, you can't cross that threshold. I'm going to step through the door because I'm going outside. As I step out to go outside, I turn sideways. So my side profile is facing the dog. Okay, the side profile, what that does is it gives a calming signal to the dog. I can see what the dog's doing, and the collar needs to be loose. If the dog tries to come through the door, then you step towards the dog and bump backwards towards her tail and go, ah, wrong. And then now say, wait again. Step sideways through the door, okay? And then the dog should wait and look at you like, may I go with? Okay, when you're when he's waiting, count to three in your head real slow, and then slowly step away and say, let's go. Now, the dog shouldn't race past you. Like, na 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 As he comes up towards you, give him a ah, 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 ah. Just wait here a minute. You know, you want him to come through the doorway, turn to you, like, now what are we going to do? When you're at the doorway to go outside, you don't want the dog looking around you like, what's out there, what's out there, what's out there? You want the dog to look up at you like, okay, what are we going to do? Something as simple as you going through the door first and making that dog wait is huge in a relationship that you are a good leader. All right, and not a follower. So you just put your collar on, you put your leash on, not you, the dog. Okay, and then you come up to the doorway to go outside. But like I say, you could practice it in and out of the uh, bedroom, in and out of the bathroom if you want. Okay, then now you're going to say, wait, as you step out through the door, turn sideways. So if he tries to follow you, you, you just lean back in and bump back towards his tail and go, ah, wrong. Don't pull. It's a pop, a snap. A jerk, whatever's easiest for you to remember. Okay, then you step back through it. So now you're outside, dog is inside. Okay, and in the minute, the second he looks up at you, that's awesome. Don't stare at the dog. Just kind of look at it sideways at him. Because if you stare at the dog, that makes him nervous. So then when you're ready, just calmly say, let's go as you step away. Don't say come, because come means come to me. Okay, what other, oh, I want the dog to follow me. So the word is going to be, let's go. All right. Now, as he tries to run past me, I'm stopping and say, ah, 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 ah. 
come on, let's go. You want him to be mindful of where you're at and what you're doing, where he's waiting for you. He's not racing past you. Now you're coming back from your walk. You say, wait. You open the door. You step sideways through the door. The dog tries to come. You just lean towards him and give him a bump back towards his tail. Ah, wrong. And just say, wait. Anytime you give a correction, then you can say, remind him of wait. Don't keep saying wait. Because and then the dog is like, how many times are you going to say it before you do something about it? All right. Then when you're ready, just breathe. Just relax. Okay. When you're ready, just step into the house. You know, you're in the house. But just step further into the house and say, let's go. Okay. And the dog should come around and go, okay, we're in. All right. So that, so that is huge. And then if you want to, once he understands the word wait, if you want to make him think more, then ask him for a sit and a wait. All right. The whole thing is, is that you go through the door first. And when you know it's really coming together, when you walk towards the door, the dog lags. The dog lags there, but not the door. The dog lags as respectful to you that leaders go first. Don't hold the dog in position. The collar should be totally loose. All right. You just give it a pop. Ah, wrong. All right. So then as you're ready, then say, let's go stay calm. But the whole thing is you want the dog to look to you for direction. Like, what are we going to do? But something as simple as starting that, doing that now is huge, huge in your relationship. And you may and then plus now the dog is becoming aware of the threshold. And so the dog won't like if you got a big dog, you won't plow through the company that's coming through the door or you got a little dog go through the legs of people coming in. He's learned to be respectful at the door to look for direction. So it's so you know change starts with you. You got to set rules up and follow through. But remember, you just say wait once, step through. Now let's say you're you're uh, outside and you're about ready to give the dog the, the cue to say let's go, and he just comes flying past you. He won that round. You didn't. He did. You win when he waits for you to say let's go. But then don't push him back in. Just turn around and now you're coming back in. Okay, you'll get it. You'll get it. I believe it. But that's what your homework is this week. Teach and be respectful at the doors. Okay, where are we at? Okay, how do you make a fire with two sticks? How do you make a fire with two sticks? Take care.